0: So, it begins, let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, friends and neighbors, and welcome to episode number 197 of the Best Linux Games Podcast! Being recorded for you on this, uh, horrendously difficult, uh, Sunday, uh, the 5th of August at, uh, 1.36pm Pacific Coast Time, that would make it for our sequel friends. Uh, 2018-08-05-1336-PST or whatever the fuck left coast time. Crack engineer Ivor Molina over there in the booth. Hi, Ivor. He's holding up the whiskey sign. That's a good fucking idea this week. Oh, yes. Perfect pour. Listen to it gurgle. Ah. Hmm. Yes, I know, Ivor. I'm getting... No, I would... You don't... You're not the boss of me, man. You're fired. Ivor, you're fired. I've was trying to tell me that I need to remember to drink the whiskey. I don't worry about that. Mmm. Mmm. Alright. We have a absurdly huge show for you this week. So let's get straight to our top stories. First of all, and we're gonna try to keep it tight. We're gonna try to keep this real punchy, right, Ivor? You know what that means. It's going to be a five-hour show, Ivor. We're going to try to keep this, yeah, we're going to keep it rolling. Um, Okay, so first off, um, the column, Best Links Games, the column, will return next week. um, With, uh, which will coincide with our full review of Project Gorgon. Um, Enough said. No new column this week. Uh, Our feature this week is another installment of the best-loved, uh, running gag, I mean, classic, classic, uh, what I am playing, a rundown of the myriad of games that are currently vying for my time and attention on a minute-by-second basis, um... And finally, in our top stories, before we get to, uh... Oh, we have a deal section for you this week. Uh, one which... I was hoping to get this out last night, but... I had so many problems. Mainly, I was drunk and I was stoned. You know, I was gonna get the show out, but then I got high. Um... That's actually not that unfair of a characterization of what happened yesterday. But anyway, um one final thing in our top stories, it recently came to my attention, and I've not tried this yet, but I did buy the game yesterday, but it recently came to my attention that one of the games that everyone loves to play, I I mean, at least in terms of on my friends list, um, and my friend Artie, uh, has also noticed it, one of the games that uh, a lot of people have been starting to really enjoy, it seems like, after a long history of mixed reviews, well, not a long history, but a couple of months worth of mixed reviews, and is No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. Which does not have a Linux port available for it. But, due to Artie's, uh, Artie asked me about it yesterday, so... I had to look it up, of course, just to remember what the fuck it looked like. It's a giant space exploration game. But it's procedurally generated. It looks kind of like Descent Free Space in entirely procedurally generated pseudo MMORPG, whatever the fuck. So I was like, oh, god damn it. I really wish I could play that game. But no, it doesn't have Linux support. And so I, I checked the Wine uh, AppDB. And it has a Platinum rating on the WineDB for 3.14. I want to say for Wine 3.14. Um, and the rundown of the, um, for the entry said that multiplayer worked, that the graphics worked, that everything worked out of the box on 3.14. So, I will be trying that out later this week. Um, you know, I, I'm already sucked into Project Gorgon so hardcore. I've logged 42 hours already. But anyway, we have a lot of show to get to. So, Ivor Molina, crack engineer Ivor Molina, will now please for you to everyone to get from street because. Who you oh my God! It's The Believe! Never gonna let you down. I can't your mind. This week's feature, I can't meet you. I can't meet you, I can't meet your mind. Take it, cook it. Delivio That's right. As as threatened in our introduction, this week we have another exciting installment of the Best Love Classic uh, feature, running gag, running feature, classic standby of what I am playing. Now, generally when we do what, uh, when we, we, well, generally when we do a What I'm Playing episode, that means that there are a lot of good games that do not fit into a theme, and or are very timely, or important, or very good, or very bad, and there's just a lot of them, and I want to talk about them all, and maybe some of them are new, some of them are not new, But they're all, you know, new to me because they're what I'm playing. So, first off, let us not bury the lead here. The first game we have to talk about that I've been playing, and this has only been the last, oh god, seventy-two hours. But I've been playing. uh, I found this game. You know, I found this game. It was this game, Butch. (laughs) You know. (laughs) Um, <laughs> that was my Christopher walking. this game came out uh, May 28th for Linux they, they ported it to Linux on May 28th but it was originally released October 3rd, 2017 it's called Battle Chasers Night War now one of the problems with this game was that every time that I would see it on the um, Steam Store interface and stuff My, I'm, I'm getting fucking old. My eyes, because I'm going blind and stuff, and I'm always, you know, completely wasted. Um, because that's important. That's important for Linux gaming. Tell kids take it to, take that to your dads, your moms, your grandparents. Make them buy you booze. No, I'm just kidding. Do not, do not drink underage. But um, Battle Chasers Night War—the title of the game has always looked like, look looked like, Battle Chess Night something, to me, and so I totally ignored it for a long time. But uh, it, it excuse me, I almost choked there, um, but. A couple nights ago, I ended up uh, scrolling through I do this all the time for the show scrolling through endless Steam store listings looking for uh, a certain type of game and in this case, it was RPG so here's what Battle Chasers Night War built itself as I really like this game, a lot by the way Battle Chasers Night War is an RPG inspired by the classic console greats Featuring deep dungeon diving, turn-based combat presented in a classic JRPG format, and a rich story driven by exploration of the world. So this is a party-based uh Final Fantasy style RPG. Party-based, you know, like you've got like five people or whatever. You know, but you have multiple characters, you control them all. They're all manifested in one, you know, consolidated character as they move through the, you know, the the world map or whatever, and then you navigate actual environments um, in a much more granular fashion, blah, but it's still you know, blah, then you all have like a you know, it's like a pseudo card-based battle like, it. but it's not, it has nothing to do with cards, it's like, it's totally just like Final Fantasy 7 it's like, it's exactly the same combat system as Final Fantasy 7 more or less um, but the things that separate battle chaser's night War from any other pretender to the legacy of that man of uh, the you know the legacy of that mantle let's have some more whiskey I don't even know if that made sense maybe we'll find out I think the I think the answer might just be at the bottom of this glass ah there it is oh God that was good um thing that separates Battle Chasers Night War from, you know, the other pretenders uh, to, like, the Final Fantasy I it's not even like a legacy or a you know uh, aspirational knockoff kind of thing, is that Battle Chasers Night War is absolutely not a Final Fantasy 7 clone. In fact, Battle Chasers Night War brings so much more to the genre of, you know, uh, of uh, this style of role-playing games. What does it bring? Fantastic! Fan-fucking-tastic looking environments. Excellent! character models and animation with expressive voice acting the voice acting is a little weird because sometimes it'll they, like, they didn't get I guess they didn't have enough money to uh, have e- every single line of the dialogue voice acted or something or maybe they had a technical problem I don't know but the bottom line is sometimes there will be Um, speech bubbles that are just text and just, you know, auto-scroll and then other times, there will be cutscenes or other times, there will be um, text bubbles this is like, in-game, like there's no cutscene thing happening here, we'll get to the cutscenes in one moment, because they're worth talking about, but there are other times where, like it'll be a, you know, another speech bubble just like Fallout 2 or whatever where like, one character's talking to another but it's not a cutscene, and instead of it just auto-scrolling, they'll actually do the voice acting for both characters. But the weirdest thing is, it doesn't auto-scroll for when they do that. So it's that's kind of weird. I mean, it fucked me up last night. I was like, "I've only I've only played like three hours of this game," but uh, it is a maze balls, especially if you've been lusting. For I mean, this scratches off for my for my money. The uh, ding 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 ring the bell. You know, like a big list of fucking games that need to come to Linux. Blah, or you know, the actual franchise needs to come to Linux, to Linux in a port, or uh, we need a functional play alike that is, um, not just a knockoff, but an exceptional, um, improvement. That is what Battle Chasers Chaser's Night War is. And the characters are great, too. um, Although I haven't actually gotten to play as all of them yet. uh, But I don't want to ruin anything for you. Finally, last thing about Battle Chasers Night War... And I keep saying the name... So that I can drill it into your head. Because it is not a good title for a video game. And it does not look like Battle Chasers Night War... And the game itself does not look like it It's a terrible title for this video game. It should be called, like It should be called Fantastic Ultimate Fantastic Adventure 2018, or something like that, that's not a good title, but I'm spitballing your on blue sky, one of the absolute best things about Battle Chasers Night War, are these cutscenes, this game will fucking grip you by the balls, and as I'm so fond of saying, frequently saying, And if you do not have balls, you will grow them, and then the game will grip you by them, and then you'll understand what your boyfriend has always howled about, um, for all of these many hours of your blessed union. Um, the cinema sequences in Battle Chasers Night War range from full hand-drawn like, uh, Toonami um old-school, full-blown, out-of-control, classic, Japanese, uh, anime, through to something that's even more exciting, because that's the intro, the intro is all, I mean, it, it must have taken them a long fucking time, it, it's, it's its a gorgeous intro,
1: like, I mean, just like,
0: it's the attract mode intro, it's like, you know, you insert, it's like, You know, you you boot up the game, shows you the um, splash screens for you know Airship Syndicate who developed it and THQ Nordic who published it, and then, bam, you're in this movie mode, and it just plays you this movie, and it's so good. You're like, oh my god, I I'm gonna be I'm gonna like be able to I'm gonna be able to do some of this stuff, and it gets you really pumped, like super pumped. But what's even cooler than that? Is this other style of cutscene animation? Like when they need to move the story along or whatever, and there's like a massive action sequence. I mean, sometimes they'll still do they'll do what they'll do is like a hybrid of traditional, you know, tsunami on anim- animation or whatever, with um interposed with Multi paneled comic book style perspectives that cut into the layout. And sometimes these perspectives, like just imagine them as like frames or whatever, sometimes even they will become animated, or sometimes they'll become animated in sync with the background that's like kind of animated. You know, it's like they'll be scrolling or zooming across, like a, you know, but it's amazing though. I mean, it is. It is really, really, really amazing art. And I'll give you a concrete example. I will not explain anything about this example to you. But uh, for those of you who are looking for a visual, you know, it's kind of difficult through the magical medium of radio to really... Im- ah. God damn it, Seth, why did we do- Why did we do this? Why did we take ourselves into this dead end? Because it's a nightmare. Try to explain this on radio. I'm talking specifically about the one sequence that's like gonna be forever burned in my brain now is the um, second half of the airship sequence where they're getting chased this is at the very beginning of the game so just look at how like it'll cut into a screen that's like showing you like the whole fucking panorama of the battle and it'll like jump to a two panel page that gets split as the action you know it's amazing it's it, it is really 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 amazing art design just in terms of layout and I've never seen anything quite like it so that's cool too other great thing is it's just like Final Fantasy 7 it is as party based as that Although, you do get to control... You get a tighter sense of control over your characters when you're wandering in, like, the detail, you know, quote-unquote, dungeon mode. Other thing is, I think the dungeons themselves, the major dungeons, might be procedurally generated because there is an option if you get killed in a dungeon um, and you respawn outside of it or whatever to reset the dungeon or you can go back into the dungeon as it was. So, I don't know what that means if, if reset just applies to enemies and loot... Or if it applies to actual layout. Um, it's pretty cool. This is not a review. I've only played it for three hours, but I will be playing it a lot more. Uh, by the way, uh, recent reviews, very positive, 70. And all reviews, very positive, 1,931. So keeping it tight says so Battle Chaser's Nightmare, uh, uh, Night War. Battle Chess Nightmare is what I see it as every time, and when I'm looking at all the titles in my library, I get confused. Okay, up next we have to play some audio for you. um Yes, we haven't done that in a long time on the show because we've switched from uh, Jack D. Mm. because of OBS, but I'm going to play you the entire trailer for our, the next game and the what I'm playing feature, but know this, I have never played this game, although I have watched this trailer 8 times, and I do own the game I I bought the game the second after I saw the trailer once I'm afraid to play this game ladies and gentlemen, may I give to you regular human basketball okay, so hello fellow human, I am Bill and I also am named Bill. Do you yearn, like me Bill, to play basketball in the most regular possible way? Of course I do, Bill. I long to climb inside a Gargantuan baller and use switches to activate his movements in the completely standardized basketball way. They made giant human As a robots. Regular human. I love many things. <laughs> Puppies with a cuteness rating above 0.7. Newly born humans with limited physical defects, (laughs) and of course basketball. Nothing excites extremely tall humans like attempting to place a spheroid inside the allocated basket. (laughs) Regular. Human. Basketball. Fuck yeah, bitches! Trigger such common basketball actions as shooting, stealing, or activating your magnet. Activate your magnet! Simulate the notable routine of dunking, triggering excitement in fellow humans. Yeah! I clearly understand and enjoy this event of dunking Bill, like all us humans do. It fills me with similar enjoyment as I uh, experienced when uh, digesting a sandwich. That's a fat mix, Mayor, man. It's, it sounds like it's straight out of Shorty the Pimp. So, okay. Sorry if I was yelling there, but uh, I had to deploy the headphones, and my headphone jack is broken, so... Anyway, so regular human basketball, you're like a miniature fucking alien robot thing. Inside of... They made these giant, like, mecha... Like, you know, me- like mech warrior-sized um two-dimensional, side-scrolling human robot caricatures of you know, 30-story tall basketball players and inside of their chests they have switches on these like, different um, uh, it's a it's a fucking insane game and you need to know about regular human basketball because there's a regular human I like many things. Oh boy, as a regular human, I enjoy observing the phenomenon of dunking. But anyway, so you have to like jump. You're it's like you're in a ship. You gotta see the art for this. But yeah. Uh, they have another one that's also very very funny, but it was a pain in the ass to put that one on the show. AIVOR, hey, wasn't it? Um oh, no, you talk McGregor! I, talk. I was holding up the whiskey sign. Mm. So that's regular human basketball. <laughs> as a human, as a, speaking. Oh, and by the way, the, those, those two, uh, the, the voices that you heard were both of the announcers Bill and Bill, one of whom is a broken, demi humanoid seeming looking robot kind of, vaguely, and the other one is obviously from, like, the tube era, uh, vacuum tube era of computing. <laughs> and they both, they're, they're both regular humans, though, of course, right? And they they love themselves, they love themselves some sport. Um, I don't have the pricing information for regular human. I think it was like five bucks. Um, something like that. I have, I, But I haven't played it because I'm afraid that it will suck. It does not look like a fantastic game, but it is a game that runs on Linux. And it is... I mean, you heard some of the insanity there. So you see, you know, the quality going in before the name goes on. You, you obviously fundamentally appreciate my perspective on this issue. You can check... Um, just like uh, all the last, I think the last three or four episodes of the show... Um, we have our, what do you call them, Uh, our show blurbs have gotten somewhat volumetric, which is good, Um, and actually contain direct links to buying everything that's mentioned in the show on Steam where applicable, etc. So, that is regular human basketball. Up next, I'm just going to read you the the description of this, even though I play because I, I don't know how I feel about this game, but because I've only played it for an hour, but yeah, it came out July 31st, 2018. It's called Chasm C H A S M and it builds itself as explore the depths below. Wait, I'm sorry, I forgot to use the big voice man. Big voice guy, get in here, explore the depths below a remote mountain town in this procedurally generated adventure platformer taking inspiration from hack-and-slash dungeon crawlers and Metroidvania-style platformers. Chasm will immerse you in a fantasy world of exciting treasure, deadly enemies, and abundant secrets. Um, so far the reviews have been mixed, 298 reviews, but one of the things that I like about this game, it's a side-scrolling platformer, Metroidvania, blah. I've given up on not saying that word anymore. Um with like a totally nice I mean, very nice uh, hand-drawn pixel art style Um, kind of a medieval-ish setting, medieval fantasy medieval fetishist medieval fetishist fantasy fantasy fetishist setting Um, fantasy Fletcher fetishist Uh, but it's not exactly I don't know, the first hour that I experienced it was kind of hard to get it off the ground like to where like, you're actually fighting stuff and not talking to people and doing like miniaturized fetch quests in like this gorgeous world which, which not only is it gorgeous but the, the controls are really tight on, on Chasm but uh Chasm right now for the next 20 hours-ish so we'll say 19 hours by the time this airs um is 10% off uh at $17 $17.99 and it runs great on linux uh I, you know i think that I, this game came out like less than a week ago i don't imagine that many people have even beaten it yet um and i imagine that once people start beating it that the reviews for this will tick up that's just a hunch I don't know, because I don't know how good the game is myself. I just only, I played it only for an hour. So that's Chasm. Then, uh, finally, on our uh, new, uh, well, uh, finally in our What I'm Playing feature, one last game that I absolutely resisted buying for forever until yesterday This game incorporates many, many different things that I absolutely hate. It is called Super Steampunk Pinball 2D. I do not like steampunk in anything. I don't like, I don't even like steampunk. I don't even like, I don't even like steampunk in a girl that I'm fucking at the moment that I'm fucking her. I don't even like it. Oh, I hate this. And that's during Coitus. Um, I hate steampunk I don't even I don't like it in movies I don't like it in video games I don't like it I don't even like it hinted at in video games in general. I don't even like it if a character kind of looks steampunky want to fucking steam fucking punch him in your... but um adding to that, which was like you know an immediate disincentive. For me to, I mean, this game out. This game came out um, sometime after the after the New Year this this year. Oh my God, my phone is my phone's blowing up. Hang on a second. There we go. Sorry about that. Um, it came out uh, January nineteenth, twenty eighteen. So it's still you know relatively new. But the thing is, it, it I think it debuted at like a ridiculous price too. But Even worse than the steampunk aspect. I could live with this... Well, no, I really can't live with the steampunk So, the lesser offensive thing is pinball 2D. That means it's two-dimensional pinball, meaning that it's like a simulacrum of the old-school 8... Well, yeah, 8 and 16-bit, and maybe even, you know, the the arcade... There were a couple of arcade pinball simulators that were really terrible that were also two dimensional. anyway, there's only one good two dimensional pinball game that's ever been made in my humble opinion, Uh, well there's not only one but and by 2D I don't just mean fake 3D as 2D, I mean it's like 2D, it's like pixel trash top down two dimensions man, two dimensions no third dimension no fourth dimension, you're already there and because you don't know it that means you are not there anymore. Um, just two dimensions for you now. It's all you can obviously handle. Pinball Two D, the only good one that, in my humble opinion, that's ever been made was Devil's Crush for the Turbo sixteen. Um, that was a really good game because it brought new. Oh wait, and they... but then there were the Game Boy uh, games, especially the early Game Boy games. Uh, there was Kirby Pinball, if I remember correctly. And, uh, oh! Another good one, uh, that, but this this doesn't qualify. I'm just trying to cover my ass here. Is, uh, Sonic Spinball. But Sonic Spinball is not exactly pinball. It's... Uh, it's clo- uh, Actually, it is really... It's, it was a very good game. So, yeah, I would say that Sonic Spinball might be the best, but the handheld... Games. There were a bunch of them uh, for the early Game Boy and then also for the Game Boy Advance. I never played any of the Game Boy Advance games. But uh, two dimensional pinball sucks. Literally, out of like maybe 50 games that I've ever played, three of them have not sucked. So, Super Steampunk Pinball 2D has a lot going against it for me. I played about 20 minutes of it. Oh, by the way, it built itself as Super Steam Steampunk Pinball 2D is an action arcade game with a hot bit, with a high-bit steampunk aesthetic. Build up your steam power and go for the bonus stage. Um, and the bonus is, anyway, I, I, here's the bottom line. Bottom line, and this is a nice segue into our deals section of the show. Whatever the original asking price was, and I remember it being expensive. I might be wrong. There's no way that I can go back in time and price check this stuff, although I wish I wish there were, but it would also drive me completely fucking mad if I had to keep those records myself because you would never know what you would need to know later on so you'd have to keep track of everything all the time, which is kind of what I already have to do already. But the point is Steampunk, Super Steampunk Pinball 2D happens to be really pretty good if you're stoned out of your fucking mind like if you can barely move your fingers this is a really good game to have you know a controller in your hand by that point you know in the night in the stone night that that and the fact that it's a dollar and ninety-nine cents. It's not on sale. They dropped the price. I, I think they dropped the price. Because I remember it being like ten dollars. At least. I want to say like maybe 13. Um, but I could I could be I could totally be wrong. But now it is two bucks. That is that is a powerful inducement for me. I mean, any pinball game basically that's two dollars, I'm gonna buy. Like, blah. So, there you go. And then, uh, okay, yeah, so, our what I'm playing, and then also, yeah, the other thing is, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention in our what I'm playing feature that I have injected humongous amounts of Project Gorgon into my brain. And it grows stronger and more powerful and compelling with every single moment, but you can hear all about that and read all about it um, in next week's column and the next installment of this show, so alright Ivor let's do the deals I guess, oh well, we only have two deals so we'll do it sans music uh, and then we'll. I'll recap and I'll recap every game that I mentioned just so that you know what you're looking for on the uh, the show blurb okay, so The deal, sans music. First off, oh wait no, we only have one. Because this other one, uh, I had to eliminate because it doesn't actually work. I bought it, but it doesn't actually work, which is depressing. It's kind of like how every woman feels about their husband. Um, I'm just kidding. I am kidding the women. I'm kidding the women. I know that they are all fiercely independent. And do not require the love and tenderness of a real man like, well, myself. Anyway, so our our deal this week, there is one really good deal. Um, And I had a lot of trouble picking through all the deals this week because it's kind of the doldrums. And a lot of shit has gone on sale, but a lot of it is not very good. One game that is really good that now through the next um, the next 20, it will say next 18 hours, so through Monday morning-ish I wish that it just said it on their fucking thing. Why doesn't it just say it? Just say it! Say my name! Say my the change from in my dreams! <laughs> You're in the demon produce aisle as we speak. Um. Let's see. Yeah. Okay. Nineteen hours and forty-one minutes. So this will be out in about forty minutes. So nineteen hours. So what's nineteen hours from now? Exactly. The Delta. Nineteen hours. To, there you go. Now. Yeah. You're now. You're thinking, Ivor. I'm glad I cut out your tongue, Ivor. Um. Mini golf arena. The next 19 hours is 35% off, down from $8.99 to $5.84. This game is still in early access. It came out April 21st of 2018. I got it yesterday or the day before, and I sat down and I played it just accidentally um for an hour or whatever. I did a, like I did two rounds of golf. This is a network. Aware, you know, so like you can do online multiplayer or local multiplayer or comedy. It's got single-player multiplayer, online multiplayer, cross-platform multiplayer. Um. Runs great on Linux. This is like photorealistic miniature golf. It's the second best. I, I don't know. It depends on where you break down in the miniature golf opinion wars. Like, for me, I like... Golf With Your Friends style miniature golf games, like where shit is basically exactly as crazy as it used to be at Scandia when you were a little kid. For those of you who are not um, from the West Coast or uh, whatever, or have never heard of Scandia, or not big miniature golf aficionados, Scandia, we had one here in Vegas, I think there's still one outside of Riverside or outside of LA, um, was a go-kart, miniature golfing, batting cage, uh, arcade, water park thing that was awesome, but it was mainly known for its miniature golf and its snack bar, and it's fantastic, fantastic, exclusive uh, ice cream sandwiches. Mm. That was a joke. The last part was a joke. But anyway, um, Scandia adopted what I think is like what I guess because I was just raised on Scania Scania is gone now, Scania is closed out here in Vegas, but um, Scania shaped my mind to only appreciate, accept, and understand miniature golf that is one, outside, B contiguous, you know, from hole to hole um, F uh, is really hard really twisted, secret fuck you hard. Not obvious hard. And then the holes that aren't like that, oh, and by the way, and and, uh, of course, uh, 7, the holes progress in terms of difficulty at like a pulsing, you know, kind of a, oh god, parabolic kind of wave as you go from, you know, holes 1 through 9, there's like a wave, and then 10 is, like, a new wave, though, and it gets even higher and higher until, you know, you're, yeah, 18. And what do I, in the holes that are not really, um, what do you call it, uh, tricky and evil in their, uh, cruel desire to make you fuck yourself in, uh, inscrutable ways that are not immediately obvious to, like, I never I never got to go miniature golfing when I was drunk, except with Mr. Jeff, Jeffy e. Wise, friend of the show. We went to a place called King Tuts that was indoor miniature golfing, was not so good. But we had a great time anyway. It's always fun to hang out with Jeff. But um the holes that were not really designed to punish you with cruel, inscrutable, dirty trick kind of shit. Like, oh, okay, well, I didn't realize that if I just if I if I hit it into the right hole that the ball's gonna come out down below from the left hole or whatever, you know, shit like that the holes, or like actually really playing with right angles um or diagonals to make you hit the ball off of long patterned right angle style you know, rectangular monster courses that probably end in some sort of horrific Ant Hill, like the anthill is a classic in miniature golf for me the holes that aren't like that are just fucking insane like they have either animated features like yeah, you gotta hit it past the windmill, or um, that, that was a Scandia favorite, I think every Scandia had that, that hole, and I think that was the 18th and I, I don't remember if that's exactly true or not, but uh, it might have been a castle, cause that's the other thing I can't with a drawbridge that went up and down and if you nailed the shot got the ball across the drawbridge and everything and nailed the pipe it was like skee-ball at the very back of the throat of the castle or whatever Um, a big bell rang and you got a ticket for a free game which was really cool Or or maybe it just gave you another ball I think it just gave you another ball and rang a bell I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Point is, if you missed, it of course took your ball because that was the ball return. For you know, you played 18 holes and uh, on your way out, you hand your little shitty fucking putter that's been covered in, you know, 12 trillion fucking teenage jizz hands, fucking masturbating like fucking apes, like wild animals. Uh, <laughs> And then grabbing the grip! Uh, I have no idea. I've lost, I have not lost my mind, but that was pretty insane. Um, so like, and if not really crazy animatronic features, then really massive structural features that were obvious, intimidating, bizarre, and as psychotic as possible. Um, like, you know, the false... Figuring out, like, which hole they hit into is always great. Like, you know, it's like in the middle of, like, one hole there'll be, like, two holes. Like, there'll be a hole in the middle of the actual course, and there'll be another hole at the end of the course. And, unless you've played the course before, and remembered you don't know which hole you're really supposed to hit it into, and both of those holes, which are, like, maybe, you know 30, well, not 30 yards, but it felt like it when I was a little kid um, maybe, you know, uh, 30 meters? I guess it's yeah, it's more or less uh, no, it's that's way less. Yeah, it's like a hundred feet. Um and it looks so simple. And maybe even the, the hole in the middle maybe even ha- is like a reverse anthill, just a little bit. So that like you know, if you if you try to be subtle, it might suck you into its gravitational pull. Anyway, one hole has very different results from the other. And um, you know, sometimes they they would have. I mean, that's like a simple. That's a super simple example. Um, but that's 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 a combination of evil engineering and uh, course design that is kind of fundamental to my makeup in terms of miniature golf. That is what mini golf arena is a lot like. Golf with your friends is. Golf with your friends is closer to the Scandia experience to, to which I was formed. Mini Golf Arena is a little more serious, but it's still in, I think it's still an early, yeah, it's still in early access. It's a very good miniature golf simulator, and uh, even though the courses aren't as insane as um, but by the way, you can go too far with insane, like there is a steampunk miniature golf game, I'm pretty sure, and I, if you haven't been listening to the show so far then you're going to wonder why why would I not play steampunk miniature golf uh, hang on, that was, I'm being sarcastic because I know that you've of course been here the entire time I, have, I would have noticed your absence Uh, what the fuck I no, I'm positive. I'm no, I'm not tripping. Vertiginous golf is what is what the other one's called, and it's uh, no one likes it. Well, it's got mixed reviews. It's expensive. It's ten bucks. I'm never buying it. I watched a video of it. and I was like, I'm going to puke vertiginous golf builds itself as golf in a dystopian steampunk mini golf adventure game set in the skies of an alternate world where the life on the ground is enveloped in permanent smog, constant darkness, and never this is, uh, no, you see that's too far on the crazy, you know, scale of Scandia, just cause you can do anything with miniature golf now that it's all virtual, doesn't mean that you should do everything with miniature golf now that it's all virtual and I think that mini golf arena which has 7 courses in it and like I said, you can play it online with your friends, cross-platform online multiplayer, you can also do it locally with your friends um, you can do the old-fashioned way, you know what I'm saying, you know, know what I mean nudge, nudge, not as good as a went to a blonde bat, and then I think you can also do a combination of both, like where you have, you know your, your buddy on the couch, you know naked in the ball gag, and um, bound, hog-tied and, and, you know, ready um and then also live stream that while you play with uh her girlfriend on the internet at the same time, all all three of you, or whatever. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm I was speaking out loud. There wasn't I. Oh God, no, no. Edit the tape, Ivor. Ivor, you got you got you got to kill the stream, Ivor. But anyway, so Vertigus Golf goes too far on the crazy end of the spectrum. Golf With Your Friends gets it really close to just right, but it's a little too crazy. Like, there there, there are certain things in... Uh, you're shooting through rotating barrels and stuff that are, like, floating in the air, like, with magic. You know, it's got, like... That's Golf With Your Friends, which is a great game. It's... You know, blah. Prior to Mini Golf Arena was my favorite miniature golf game available for Linux. But Mini Golf Arena is a nice... Uh, kind of, it's a nice balance between, um, it's not as scandia as I would like it. It's not as crazy as I would like it. There's, like, not enough shit that, you know, moves up and down mechanically or uh, has, you know, inscrutable tubes or whatever, um, all of which would work in real life because, like, you know, for me, like, a miniature golf course kind of jumps a shark in a video game if... If it's not believable, I mean, you really gotta make me uh, really believe it. um, so that means like you know, like I said, like you know, I need mechanisms or at least plausible mechanisms. Yeah. I'm willing to go a little further than that, but not too much further beyond that. Mini golf arena is a kind of a little bit of a staid compromise between the two, but it's still an early access, I'm sure that they're going to add. Other things, they already have seven courses, I only played, uh, I, I played, uh, the, uh, I played one course twice, I haven't seen the other ones, one of them is in a horrendous material design scheme that is like, um, if Tron, like the original movie Tron, took place in a gay disco, Gay roller disco, no offense to the to gay people, I'm just saying circa nineteen ninety-three um illuminated entirely in black light, aware fluorescent pink, deep blue, and like blinding white, like it's it's difficult to look at that at even just a single screenshot of that level I can't imagine what it's like to get stoned and play it in mini golf arena, which like I said right now for the next uh, you know, uh, 19 hours is available for 35% off it at $5.84 down from 9 bucks, and that's actually a good deal 7 courses, you can play it with your friends, um, and it's a gorgeous game I don't, you know the, the camera gets a little weird in a uh, mini golf arena, but whatever, it's miniature golf, blah. And you're playing it, you know, online with your your friends. So, wrap up. Uh, that brings us to the end of the show. But uh, let me just go back to uh, the titles that we mentioned in, in our feature, the "What I'm Playing" thing: uh, Battle Chasers, Night Wars, Regular Human Basketball, Chasm, uh, Steampunk Pinball 2D, Project Gorgon. Uh, and then our deal is Mini Golf Arena. So, okay, cool. That'll do us. I will see you, uh, next weekend. Um, we got a big show for you next weekend, actually. Definitely check that out. And also, um, heartily encourage uh, you to check out our, our Twitch stream, which, oh shit, I forgot to add that to the top stories. Our Twitch stream this last week has been blowing up. I mean, because, like, we had, like, a thousand views or whatever, you know cause I, I you know, I'm still get, getting the hang of it and I don't promote it at all um we had like a thousand views total by the time that we did last week's episode of this show um actually yeah, I, I think I remember talking about that well that's like, you know, over three or four or five months or whatever of me feeling my way through Twitch which just sounds disgusting like a double entendre, but um Over the next seven days or seven or eight days that followed um, the release of the last episode of this audio podcast, uh, during that period alone, we've gone like 185 viewers, and I've met a lot of people. Um, Normally, I know that like you know, I know that's not like a lot of people per se or whatever, but it's a lot. Every person. Who watches is always a big deal to me and i'm not, I'm not just saying that like it's true um because you know you're into Linux or you're into whatever game I'm playing and uh, if you talk to me, whoa, turns out sure enough, it's a great way to meet like the smartest people in the world uh, <laughs> for reals. it's great i've I've only met one motherfucker the entire time that I've been live streaming uh, and I banned him. Uh, and that was that was not during this thing. but anyway, so yeah, it's not that big of a number one thousand one hundred and eighty something whatever is not you know super huge twitch ratings. I'm not here to, I'm not trying to brag about the twitch twitch ratings. I'm just trying to tell you that statistically that is a humongous jump from like a thousand over the course of five months to almost two hundred in one week. um so it's really cool. please please check out our Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash skookiesprite, S-K-O-O-K-I-E-S-P-R-I-T-E, where I frequently stream Pinball Arcade, Project Gorgon, and whatever the fa- whatever the fuck it is that I happen to be playing at the moment. And if I'm not actually streaming right then at that moment, we have over 300 videos on demand, um, and I've gotten a lot of good feedback from... Uh, well, not a lot of good feedback cuz one of the problems with our videos on demand is that it's a huge library that is not at all organized or trimmed or curated really. I mean, I'm getting there though. I'm getting there. Like I we do have a highlights page that has um shorter blocks of more specifically targeted uh on topic videos, but generally I live stream everything. Um generally. Um Cause it's easier for me to live stream it and have Twitch record it on the other end than it is for me to have to record it locally, then re-encode it as I upload it to whatever fucking service, which also requires creating like a whole fucking page and all this shit and overhead that really is kind of prohibitive, you know. Blah. But we, I, I stream all the time. So I'm in at all hours of the day. It's really weird. You never know when. I will be streaming, but chances are it's like a probably a 25% chance that at any hour of any given day of, of the week, I am actually live streaming. So be sure to check out the Twitch stream. Cheers, thanks for listening. That'll do us for for this week. Uh, I'm I feel like I'm forgetting something, but too late. Next week, Project Gorgon, the full review. Four of our times. A good idea. Four or five times Hi there There is delight in doing things right Four or five times It is I, E.B. Maybe I'll, Maybe I'll cry I'll get you a drink And if I die, I'm gonna try Four or five times Do you like to play? We like to play I like you We like to see. It only runs on Linux We like to go, yaddy yaddy yo, four or five times such fun Bebop 1 you're becoming hysterical Bebop 2 yes sir thank you sir Bebop 3 yada yada ee. 4 or 5 times Met Damon there is no Windows version of weaponized chess boy this is fucking ponderous man ponderous fucking ponderous It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For all great justice.